The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. Listening to a Radio Wave Classic with a friend of Megagoria. And today you are listening to a classic Megonomics broadcast. This broadcast comes to us from June the 10th, 2010, well over 10 years ago. And the context of this is that this is previous to the release of the book, It Ain't Gonna Happen. And a friend of Medjugorje explains he and his wife reading the book for the very first time together, and that was her very first read, and in the process, an amazing revelation about Matthew chapter 6, which is the verse that we heard at the beginning of Metronomics, it received an amazing revelation about Matthew chapter 6. So here's a friend of Mechigoria. Well, we'd like to welcome you today to Metronomics, and as always, it's such a joy to be able to discuss in this time of grace, she whose time it really is, the Virgin Mary, and so... We live in a, a tremendous time and also a time of uncertainty, of grave uncertainty, and anything like man has ever seen in the history of the world. It's inevitable that the whole system is coming down. Of course, it ain't going to happen. The book is going to explain a lot of that. In fact, my wife and I were off for the last couple of three days. While we were out of town, we did a full read of it. It's the first time she's read it, any part of it. I hadn't let her see any part of it because she's real good for me to let her read while I read. 
when she doesn't understand something, I could sit there and change that. It's amazing some things, you know, one thing she brought up this week, I read in the book when she read Matthew 6, 24 to 34, something that came up that's plagued me for years. She says, you know, what do you think this means? I said, what? And she says, if she quotes the part, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today, and stone into heaven tomorrow, will he not so much provide for you? She says, well, you know what this means to me? I said, what? She says, it means bread. I said, what are you talking about? And she said, well, wheat to the field, that's grass to the field, thrown in the oven. And it blew me away. Just literally blew me away. I always wondered, why did God put oven in there? What's the oven about? Why didn't he just say fire? Because that's what I've always interpreted. And I always have described that that's a mistranslation or something along the way or something we don't understand. But it's true because it ends that with, will he not much more provide for you, provide for you? This is our daily bread. Pray for us, give us this daily bread. We pray thy father for this. And people used to just want their daily bread. And so the daily bread is what's grown in the fields. It is the wheat. The grass, what does wheat look like? It's just incredible revelations that these these verses here have read this, and we've been reading it on Thursdays, and I never, I've always said there's something not right here. And it wasn't. There's something not right. It was something not right with me. And here she comes up and sees us immediately baking bread. Well, she breaks a lot of bread for us on fast days, so she, she immediately saw this without any trouble. No big theological thought to just like, oh, it's bread. Duh. <laughs> I've been trying to figure out this for years. So it's incredible that, that our lady has so much to say to us, and yet the handwriters on the wall, speaking of financially, what's coming, this thing is, what is transmit into, into every being on the earth is finance, is money. And that's why... In Timothy, it says, the love of money is the root of all evil. Money's not the root of evil. It's the love of it. And, of course, everybody's seeking money. Everybody's wanting money. They're driven by that. They wake up for it. They go to work. They go home thinking about it. How are they going to pay the bills to get more and borrow more? And so all this is answered in the book. And so it's important to understand that there's something coming down very quickly, and, and everybody now is starting to talk about it. We're not joining that crowd we have been living something for 30, 40 years. That predates Mezigoria and Caritas because I had applied this in my life, even my teenage years. I knew I didn't want to go in debt. And so for whatever reasons God made these things understood, I've always seen these principles and put them in the, my business life and then in the Caritas when I founded it and the way its principles where it runs with no debt and to continue and we're solid because of that. And we've expanded and been able to expand even in this economic decline because of this. So there's a lot to say. And again, uh, we're given philosophy and not go do this and take $2,000 here and do this. you got to have your philosophy. You can't just go and say, well, how did I get I didn't do this? you got to have the philosophy of how you operate. The decisions you make is based in a philosophy. What is your financial philosophy? What is your philosophy of money? And that's what our lady's given us, a psychological a mentality that affects our psych, maybe is a better way to say it, our psychology of the way we approach things, Matthew six twenty four. She's given us this to form philosophy. What's my philosophy? Hey, don't be anxious about your clothes. Learn the way the wildflower grows. People spend so much time just going looking for a dress or a suit or whatever. And all this time, and just go buy it. I mean, why, why are you so preoccupied with it? And you'll never dress as beautiful as a flower. You're just not going to have it. I don't care how pretty you are, no matter what you dress. You're never going to look that beautiful. And yet that flower didn't worry about it. And so our lady wants us to be dressed in holiness. 
And that holiness comes from getting our priorities right and don't look for money to be your solution or the end all answer to your situations. You're listening to a Radio Wave Classic with a friend of Medjugorje. And we see oftentimes that the biggest answers come to us in the simplest ways. At this point in the broadcast, we broke to something that was happening at that particular moment in time. There was something that was being proposed to regulate the banks for the purpose of stopping out-of-control banking. And a friend of Medjugorje gives an answer to what happens when you try to fix problems by continuing to regulate and regulate and regulate. So here is a friend of Medjugorje giving this answer. Well, the, another layer of regulation over the regulations and regulations has been layered layered over is not going to fix what's down at the bottom of it because they all become interest groups. And who controls the regulators except who have worked in the, that industry and then become government regulators? It's called the revolving door. They do this in the food industry. USDA has people that work for Monsanto, working for them. Monsanto's USDA people now get hired by Monsanto, so it's a revolving door. They all know each other, and so this works this way. And the free market is not free market. Free market works. If you show somebody they can make a profit at it, if you've got a problem, show and unregulate it where people can make a profit at it, and they'll fix the problem. Because it's man's nature to provide for himself. He's ingenious. He'd come up with this. That's what grew America in this fashion. We had, I think it was over 100 whales broke loose. Remember seeing the scenes? The oil whales came completely off the rigs or off the oil whales and broke off by Katrina. Well, Bush called them in and said, look, guys, you just fix it. No regulations. You just get it fixed. They had this stuff up and running in no time. And so regulation actually is a hindrance. When you hear something, well, we're going to start this new organization because we need to regulate real estate agents. That's to keep other real estate agents, to keep other real estate agents out of it because they're already there on the block. Also, it puts this layer of things upon it that brings it where it can't possibly function as a free market. So free market means me. The government doesn't make the economy. Somebody else can't make the economy for me. I have to make the economy. I'm the wealth builder. You as an individual can build wealth for yourself. That's where it's generated. It's not generated to the government. It's impossible. Government does not do that. People do not understand these things. We've lost our power to summit. We've lost our wisdom on how everything operates. It doesn't do that. And so we've got the whole healthcare industry. I spoke several shows back about that, that nobody's come up with the point of asking why this has happened. It's not right. The socialized medicine is a very big mistake. It's proven. It's there. But people are blinded by their own interests. Well, I want free health care. You know, it's, it's not free. Somebody's paying for it, and you literally will pay for it. You're going to pay for it because you're going to have to be in line. They just came out with some ports in uh, England, I think, where they're now things that are unimportant, like cataracts. You won't get those operations no more because they're strapped for cash. The government's broke. Somewhere along that comes broke. So don't think this is going to give you medical care the way you get it now. You can work on any emergency room now and get treatment, whether you got insurance or not, anywhere in the country. It's been that way. We have this whole system now that, that's turned on us to this, this really a regulatorial thing between you and the doctor. Now you've got to go with you to the government to the doctor. The, the doctor goes to himself to the government to you. And so this system is not going to work. But why has it happened? Nobody's saying why this was allowed to happen. God permits this. Why has God permitted you're listening to a Radio Wave Classic with a friend of Medjugorje. Looking back now, 10 years ago, in the current coronavirus environment in which we're in at this moment, a friend of Medjugorje breaks to a story of something that happened to his son. Again, 10 years ago, hearing his words 
about the medical system. Again, this is previous to the Obamacare. This is about the same time that Obamacare was being formulated and presented to the public. And so, again, looking back 10 years ago, hearing a friend of Medjugorje lay down this principle of why this was happening to the medical system. And it's an interesting way of looking at it now from today from the perspective of the coronavirus situation. So here is a friend of Medjugorje explaining. Several weeks ago, my son was moving some brush out in Texas. He reached down to pick up a stick and a snake bit him, a small snake. But he tried to find it for 30 minutes so he knew what to go tell him at the emergency room. He gets to the emergency room, his hands like a hammer hit it. By the time he does it, they put him in ICU. He stays there for two days. Long story short, they give him 10 vials of snake venom, little bitty vials. I think he said it was like only an inch and a half tall, you know, just a tube. They mix that with something else they put in it. 10 little vials of this stuff. The bill for just a snake venom alone, not ICU, the bill for that was $65,000. Don't tell me this system is not corrupt. And don't tell me that $65,000 went to the guy who's milking the snake and making it. You've got 15 layers between that and then the regulations and all this. The system is corrupt. This healthcare thing is a punishment for the medical care system as we know it now. And there's no question we've got the best medical system in the world. But when you have this happening in it, it curses itself. And when anything's cursed, God refrains from it. And it's God who permits it. Nobody's coming from this point. Why did it happen? Is it wrong? No question. Is it going to be fruitful? No question it's not going to. It's not going to happen. Why is this permitted? Because when something becomes corrupt, God withdraws. He's not going to stay and help and bless the system. When you got $65,000, and they said they have people coming all the time over in the area of Texas, somebody's making excessive profits. Now, you say, well, that's the free market, that's capitalism. No, it's not. The free market would not have these things happen to it if you had it where it wasn't protected. And that's what happens. A lot of people can sell real estate, for example. But they get all these commissions and everything, all these real estate tests to keep other people out of it. I want to cover everything, not my neighbor. But we don't even see that way. Even people listen to me at sell real estate, they, they won't agree with that. But you don't understand the system that God created to be a help of neighbor, to help other people have their living. And I'm not saying real estate is the, the living God's calling us to in the future. It's going to be radically different. But our system's messed up. It's just that simple. We don't even understand laws. We were told in our county here, and we've, we've been associated with some older officers that says these young policemen coming up will give a ticket going one or two miles over the speed limit. This is insane. It's, it's common law. You, you have up to 10 miles an hour over the speed limit. You say, was that me saying that? No, that's in the National Highway Code. They actually say that you permit 10 miles an hour. But because these universities have trained these people, that it's a law, it's the rule. You can't deviate from it. In fact, my wife and I being out of town, we was reading the book. We were at a park where we stopped from where we were in a hotel. She wanted to get coffee, so we went to a coffee shop. As we sat there and got coffee, we walked out of there, and it was connected to an office building. So we went in the office building to read in the lobby. The bathroom in the coffee shop was in the office building. The coffee shop had the keys to the bathroom in the lobby of the office building. Because of that, when we got ready to leave, when we go to the bathroom, the coffee shop closed down. So the two guards there, who also had keys to it, because we saw somebody that worked in the office got it, we knew they had a key over there, because they had lost a key or something. We get ready to leave, and so we go back there, and the coffee shop's closed, so we couldn't get into the bathroom. So we go to the guards. I asked him, I said, have you got a key to the bathroom? He says, yes. He said, but we can't use it. I said, why? He says, because it's the coffee shops. I said, well, they're closed down. 
He says, I'm sorry, it's the rules. I says, you mean I can't get the key? And here, here it is. We got coffee out of the coffee shop. He says, no. I says, well, all laws and rules are to be applied by reason of their intent. And I said, I was standing at a red light last night. I saw ambulance come up with a truck at the red light. He jumped across the red light and ran it. And both of them stood up and says, man, I like you. And they gave me the keys. And not only walked all the way to the bathroom and unlocked it. And so th- these guys were amazed. This is our lady's wisdom. This is something I came up with. All laws, all rules are to be applied with the reason of intent. What's the reason for them? The reason is you won't run a red light and get that happen. But when you got ambulance coming up behind you, you've got to move. That's just reason. Now, one of these young officers now could give this guy a ticket, and they could do that. And they're doing this kind of stuff because they have no reasonability today. Isaiah says, come reason with me, says the Lord. People are really dummied down that they don't know anymore. They think that 55 miles an hour, if you're going 56 miles an hour, you're going over the speed limit. Suppose his radar gun's off. Suppose your speed armature's off and you're going 55. But it's ludicrous. We have no ability to understand. Just coming down the road a little while ago, there was somebody parked on the side of the road. And there was a double yellow line. I eased across the double yellow line for safety reasons for this car because it was just two-lane road. Now, if an officer was coming to me, I crossed the double yellow line. Could he give me a ticket? You bet he could. If he didn't have no ability to reason the law, what is its intent for? What's its purpose? We have a whole society that does not know how to apply laws, its rules, with its intent that it was created for. And so we've got a, a legalistic thing, and this really comes back to our Christian principles. We've lost Christian principles, so we run everything legalistically. And there's oftentimes you say, oh, I'm going to let you slide by. I want to do this. Because there's circumstantial things like this, just like at the coffee shop. These guys were just amazed. It's like they never heard that. They changed their whole philosophy. And this is what our ladies' words give to you. This is what our light gives to you. And so it's important to understand what you're doing financially, where it's headed, that you really reflect and you're thoughtful. You're not thoughtful. People aren't thoughtful. Ruth's got a little story to read because we are coming into difficult times, very hard times. And again, the, the best times that I see people come and grow and their character grows is in the difficult times, and that's, what, that's when things are birthed. 1807 was a bad year for Americans. The New Republic was tottering on infant legs. The British were shooting at us in a prelude to another war. And economically, there was depression with prices soaring out of reach. But that bad year was also the year of the babies. Nancy of Kentucky entered the Valley of the Shadow to bring a son, Abraham Lincoln, into the world. Wadesworth, America's great poet, was born that year, as was Cyrus McCormick, our noted inventor. It really wasn't a bad year when you look at the new babies. And 1864 was an even worse year for America. Sherman was looting and burning American cities. Grant and Lee, old comrades in arms, were marching cruel weapons into Virginia. But Mary had her baby anyway in Diamond Grove, Missouri. That kind of a world needed a George Washington Carver. We were at war with Mexico when tiny Tom Edison arrived, and at war again when Edith gave birth to Charles in 1898. That's when our battleship Maine blew up and the Spanish-American War with it. But it was a good year for the birth of someone who one day would heal others and found the Mayo Clinic. 
so it's hard to be sure about bad years. Babies can turn our heads to a better future. Perhaps the best things happen at the worst times. And this is the case, and this is our lady saying, and I bring you to a new time where you get to know God more. And so that more means that the times that we grow is these tough times. And when you're finding a situation like I did yesterday about even going to the restroom, you know, you can change people's whole philosophy that they never broke a rule because they said, I can't break rules. And when I did the rest of the story, I didn't tell you is that when I told them this and said that all laws and rules are applied, you know, with the intent, they both started laughing after I told the Hamlet story because I said before, after the Hamlet story, I says, this will come back to you. And they both were laughing in the sense that how quickly, and that says, boy, I like you. They quickly changed their thought. You're listening to a Radio Wave Classic with a friend of Medjugorje. So hearing this broadcast from over 10 years ago explained to us what causes a lot of the things that we've seen happen in the last 10 years. And it's a pretty remarkable thing to hear and also to reground in ourselves the very foundational principles of Medjugorje. And so here is a friend of Medjugorje to conclude. And so Our Lady comes for us to change our mentality, change our thoughts. And you never know how quickly you can change somebody that's so bent one way they're not going to give that just the simplicity of Our Lady, what she shows us to live and how to live, that are learned. These things are learned through trial, through difficulties. And it's through the hard times that this world's going to change. So don't think you're in for an easy path, but you're in for a better path. And until next time, we love you. We wish Our Lady a good day. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomics broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.